0: Welcome to Somatic Radio, podcasts on what makes the body alive, talks on somatic methods and somatic practices, podcasts on somatic principles and possibilities. Talks on movement, touch, and breathing. Healing, development, and history of somatics. Information on workshops, trainings, and festivals in the somatic world. Listen to your body. Listen to Somatic Radio. My name is Dieter Rehberg. I'm a registered Somatic Movement Therapist and I am your host at Somatic Radio. If you want to try somatics and sense and feel your own body, go to somatic-training.com somatic-training.com Listen to your body, listen to Somatic Radio. Welcome to Somatic Radio. Today via the Internet. I'm connected to uh, Nobantu uh, and uh, you are in South Africa. So my first question is, uh, where are you right now? And how is it there?
1: I am in Johannesburg, uh, Pramfante. Uh, it's quite a busy place to be in. It's like a lot of students and a lot of business centers as well. So. Yeah, that's where I am so uh, yes. late afternoon and sun is about to set. Yeah, it's quite beautiful.
0: Yeah. And we had a little talk before and you and you said, well, a lot of people in the street. So what is happening there?
1: Yeah, we are having a long weekend and it's a it's called Heritage Day. And it's uh it's when we celebrate our cultures because we have 13 different cultures in South Africa and yeah, so people are excited about that. Uh, there's a public holiday and it's a long weekend so people are going home. Uh, I don't know if many people know this but Johannesburg is like business central. So a lot of people are not from here. They they leave and go to the less urban places and some are not even from the country so they go to other, to you know, they visit back home um but yeah it's a, there's a lot of excitement <laughs> mm-hmm. and, yeah, a, yeah
0: and you said it's uh the holiday is heritage day yeah. yeah is this important to you as well
1: yeah it is it is quite important to me um i am zulu um so the, the zulu uh the dominant group um in south africa the dominant um speaking group so we're speaking from Africa. And um yeah, I'm just proud of my culture and they have quite a rich history. Um if you know like Shagazulu and uh, yeah, yeah, Zulu and the whole war that happened between the Boers and the British. And some of them were won at the end. <laughs> they lost. But yeah, I'm proud of our literature, our language, culture, uh, everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. literature was the word for me because when we talked before you said you are a writer so tell me a little bit about you and and your background
1: yeah um i started writing when i was a child around eight and i wrote most of what i wrote oh my goodness can you can i just mute this
0: so there is some, some noises going on. So what was that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, an invitation. I didn't quite get it, it's an invitation to somewhere.
0: Invitation for a celebration
1: yeah 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 so i mean people are just using the logo like using it to, to connect to connect and connect as a people so.
0: so we were talking about your starting as a writer
1: yeah um so i was eight eight nine years old um and i started writing um, to express
2: myself. I um, started writing to express myself.
1: And, um, I wasn't really sure what I was doing, but I was doing what I, I had read. Like, I read a lot as a child, I read a lot of books. I was quite a quiet child, um, which was the opposite of my mother. My mother was a very talkative person, um, and she loved being the life of the party. So with me, I was just a quiet child, and I, I read a lot of English books, and I started writing <laughs> those English books. Um, yeah, so it was, a, it was a place of escape for me and freedom, because I, I actually miss those days. Like I, I miss them um, just getting lost uh, you know, on the pen and paper before even I had a laptop. And just writing about a world that I knew nothing about because of most of what I wrote was about what I've read. So
0: mm-hmm. you, you said you're missing that. So what was the good thing about that?
1: I, th- I think I, I felt safe. And I felt like no one could interject what I'm saying and what I'm writing and what I'm describing. And this world, with pink fish and like No, a pink river and like all kinds of fish. Like I'll just write outrageous words. worlds. So I loved being immersed in that imaginative space and getting out of the world that I was in. And um, as a child, your mind is still young. So you're not exposed to that much. So your imagination is really the playground to create way, way more than you could ever imagine but like it is it is it is fresh for that um and so i miss i miss that innocence and i miss that um yeah that innocence and the ability to just fall into it and free fall into it and and not have a timeline as to when i'm starting and when i'm stopping just you know i think as a child it's also sort of like play you know, you play from sunrise to sunset and then it's like you go back to the house. So, yeah, I, I
0: miss that. Mm-hmm. And you said it's a, it was a safe place. Um, mm-hmm. Is safe place also important for you now? Yes.
1: <laughs> As I'm sitting here in a place that I really thought was safe and quiet. <laughs> And it is not today it is busting with energy, so I'm just uh, I think you can see it yet. I'm just like looking all over so i'm um I'm easily uh stimulated. I think that's why writing is for me because it it's it's inner stimulation except as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a, uh, opposed to external stimulation so right now i'm ex- I'm, I'm stimulated by people walking past buses, uh, people dressed differently. there's cultures that I've never seen before cars and the trees blowing everything so safe spaces are very um important for me and I'm shocked even at myself that I'm doing this with you right here because uh, I would rather be like in my bedroom and in a quiet space and doors locked so yeah this is this is different
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so um you will be presenting at this body IQ festival. And the festival is about uh, somatic work. This year, we are going out a little bit about uh, bodies of cultures and um, bodies um, of places. So what what is your somatic approach uh, in, in your work?
2: My work is very
1: intuitive, um, and it involves getting in touch with my inner child. Um, so, um, I wasn't very physically expressive as a child, as a child, as you know, kids are supposed to play. Um, but I had a trauma; I, I was I was raped as a child, so. Um, I, I think i just I didn't know how to express myself in my body, and I'm able to talk about this now because of the embodiment experience I went through of of healing through the body of expressing of tapping into that inner child and letting them move through my body and 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 release that pain and then you know release that joy as well. I know that sounds so cliche, but like you know like, that this, this is what this is what happened to me. So yeah, it starts from the it starts from inside and it's 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 more like an impulse um and it's it's free for me it's just free there's no actual routine and you know i I exercise a lot by the way, but when I do embodied work and I play when I do my theater pieces, it's very improvised and it's it's the stage is just my playground, and I'm doing what I want and kicking in the and jumping and I'm, you know rolling on the floors.
0: Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. that's So as far as I understood, um, you're doing um, embodiment practice, Mm -hmm. and you also do a theatre practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And you have like, the personal background is also a healing background to help you with 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 a personal trauma. Mm. so can you tell us a little bit more about what this practice is what is this embodiment practice and what is this theater practice that you are doing.
1: Um, so it's part of trauma therapy, we use a lot of theater devices uh, being traumatic. Uh, as a way of, of distancing um, using metaphor and story as well, uh, because usually when people are traumatized. It is difficult for them to tell their stories. It is difficult also to tap back into those stories. They, they see them as happening to someone else and not to them, especially if... Um, I mean, the body's involved in everything. It takes in more than you think. So the theatrical and embodied actually go together. They're not separate for Trump uh, therapy. Um, and I'm a writer, so... <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think of the stage when I'm doing my work, I project these uh, parts of myself um, these alter egos. You know,
0: so. Mm-hmm. So let's hope I'm making sense. <laughs> yeah. So when yeah. you when you write, um, you you're using um, this um, um, drama techniques mm. as well. Yeah.
2: Mm.
1: When I when I when I write, I uh, dialogue is very important, um, and then it's it comes to merging those two embodiment and the dialogue, um, and usually the embodiment comes first. Mm-hmm. Um, just doing moves, doing them over and over again, then later on the script comes.
0: Mm-hmm. So your process is you, you're doing body work, um, and then you're doing the creative work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, is this like the, the usual process? Um, the daily practice? You're doing body work and then you write.
1: Um, I. Th- I, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, because at the moment, I'm still busy with my master's. I haven't had a lot of time to do embodiment. So I do a lot of writing at the moment. And the only physical expression I get is when I go to the, to the gym. Oh. And we have someone telling us what to do. Um, but yeah, I, I in my spare time, when I feel extremely stressed sometimes, I just dance. Yeah. Um, and that's that's how it is. Yeah, you could say it's part of the daily daily routine, just daily.
0: Okay. So, what uh, will you present at the Body IQ? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So, for the Body IQ, I'll be presenting a performance, uh, which was created as a as a way, as a device of understanding how trauma therapy works. Um, there are nine principles, um, play embodiment, uh, trauma therapeutic, um, empathy and distancing. Um, did I say embodiment? <laughs> um, so for, um, yeah, um, which other ones? I've forgotten a few of them, but yeah, there's a, there's a whole framework that practitioners have to follow and go through. And so this, this performance speaks back to that, um, to say that um, from a perspective of a client, uh, you know. Uh, and so it is a performance, and it's, it's actually a story as well, of, of how the inner child or my child self can speak back to what happens when the trauma took place. Um, because children don't have the verbal words or you know the yeah they don't they don't know how to express um that's that what happens to the body when such a trauma happens and so yeah it's a story of a of a bird um, that falls down it falls down a the nest (laughs) falls from the tree and inside the nest was a little bird And somehow when the nest hits the floor the bird goes under the so they go into this deep dark world and they are trapped in that deep dark and there are these two monsters that are watching it to make sure that it can't escape Um, and so the performance is 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 about that um, trauma that happened to them as a child but also as an adult speaking to the trauma that happened again And that made me recall. Actually, this is not the first time this is happening. So all of that was really suppressed. Um, And so the performance speaks to how I I go in the search of this child who was you know trapped under there. And then they are also telling their story. Very nice, yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, the performance is both about like um, a personal story of healing yeah mm-hmm. and expressing in metaphor what was happening and mm-hmm. how healing is happening and also it's about the method of mm-hmm. um how trauma therapy works am i correct
1: wow yes perfectly <laughs> perfectly captured <laughs> yeah yeah perfect yes
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so uh, the, the audience in, in, in Body IQ is uh, seeing actually the, the performance. Is that, yeah?
1: Yes, I'm going to. I would hoped to do a whole live performance, broadcasted live, but because of COVID, uh, that's not possible because of the, the theater and the protocols that you have to go through. So, sorry, um, I'm just going to play the performance. Um, yeah, because I'd hoped to tweak it a little bit and just, you know, mm-hmm. make it a little better than it was the first time I, I, I performed it, and also get better. Um, I mean, it's captured on a cat, on a, a uh, not a phone, an iPad. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but it, I think it's being captured on an iPad captures, it, it makes the body IQ, confer- the people at the conference will actually feel like they're in the audience. You know, <laughs> it's not really clean.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Maybe it's more real. Yeah.
1: It, it's more real. Yeah. It's yeah. real. And um I go in and out of my language. And there's a different way that we speak English in South Africa. So it's, it's it's I mean, I'm 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 interested in how they will understand what I'm saying, even if it's not even if it's in in English, you know, the way we speak English
0: is
1: mm-hmm. totally different.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, how um, will the audience then also get the theory uh, of uh, trauma therapy? Do you talk about the theory as well in your performance? I do, I talk
1: in the beginning, I do set the premise. I do set, uh, I do do give that information and what informed the performance. and uh, yeah, I, I, I tell about my life story and then I tell up, I speak about the trauma therapy. And I read from some other scholars, some South African scholars um, that have researched the, uh, I don't like calling it this, but like the, the, the rape culture or what, what atmosphere this thing, under what? What makes it so pervasive and still ongoing in South Africa, particularly? So yeah.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Um. How was it for you personally to do this performance?
1: It was a lot, and the reason why I actually reached out to the conference is because I remembered last year I. I think because of, of the pandemic, I just thought like, well, I have nothing to lose. I might as well tell this that, you know, like I don't, I don't know what's going to happen the next day. Um, and I went all the way in <laughs> and I just, you know, I, I went all the way in and, and then this year, my, my research is a much safer, you know, <laughs> much more palatable subject matter, if I can say that. So, um, I commend the November of 2020 for, for going through that, and um, I'm, 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 I'm thinking of returning to extending the work, actually doing more research about it with more um, participants uh, like me, um, where mm-hmm. who um, I'm not, um, I'm queer, so I'm not straight, um, you know, so it's very, i mean, an anomaly, I don't know normally in South Africa, but there's a lot of us, but it's like, I, I'm not a black straight and, uh, and I'm quite modern, and, you know, so I'd mm-hmm. love to see it being done with other participants who have gone through this and share the same group identity, and how mm-hmm. to heal those um, So it is really cathartic, because that's the word for it.
0: hmm so Imagine. you also want to ex- expand it so that other people yeah. can go through a similar process and also mm. show it to the mm. public. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, do you also work as a therapist uh, with, with drama therapy?
1: Not yet. Uh, at the moment I'm under supervision, so I can't really, I'm not registered as such, but I've worked with kids, uh, with children. <laughs> Teenagers and the low ones, and I'm currently working with adults in um, Alexandra. I don't know if anyone knows that place, Alexandra.
0: But you want to work as a therapist, and you? Yes, train- no, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I'm
1: training, and my training should be completed the end of this year.
0: Yeah. Um. Thank you, sounds very interesting. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to to see your performance and hopefully um, you can show your work um, also all over the world and can travel at one day. Maybe if the oh, pandemic wow. uh, will go away, you can uh, show this all, all over the world would, would be great. Um, And and it sounds like 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 a very courageous thing to put yourself on stage um, and also to put your own story on stage. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So how how were the reaction from the audience? Um, So before
1: putting on the performance, because it is part of the research, there were ethical uh, considerations that I had to take um, because the university body does require that, um, and people were just not—they they knew that it was about um, that trauma, but they—they they didn't exactly know who the story is about. So the 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 feedback was really interested in that they can they they connected and they related um and they were they were very deeply empathetic like uh, the guys in my the men male uh, colleagues male classmates they just came and they were like they want to give me hugs and like they were just uh, you know i i think that's what i love about theater as well when it's live and when you can follow it and and see every interaction with, you know the audience and, and and the props and and you know the whole storytelling it, it really moves people because it becomes a personal experience. You know, it becomes, and i watching the movie over and over again. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was interesting to see how the, the men uh, were moved by it and they were empathetic. And I think that that's probably where the conversations about this need to start with empathy. Um, and uh, yeah, they, the, other people also the feedback was good (laughs)
0: yeah it was good um are are you planning to to also show it in different communities in in your country
1: yes yes i'd i'd love to do that and i'd love to do that specifically um this is a weird space but in hospitals uh, where kids and adults are taken after the trauma. Mm. Um, yeah, hospitals and other places, other cultural sites. There's a lot of theater and art interventions in Soweto. Do you know Soweto? Like Soweto mm-hmm. and um, in Johannesburg.
0: Um, and. Yeah. Uh so for me this would be a very special place to go uh, to a hospital where traumatized uh, people are treated yeah Um, because when i think of theater it's a very um, rich people thing on the stage uh, (laughs) and uh, that's how it is at least in europe yeah So and you are talking a lot about the interaction um, that is happening from from when you show it, which is very Mm -hmm. different also, how theater is taking place in Europe. Yeah, Um, Yeah. where it's very Um, far away, the stage is there. And here I am. So, um, but it, it, as you described it, it looks like then you brought something to a group so that the group process can start, yeah? And, mm. and so this, this really sounds also therapeutical, what you are doing with, with the performance, yeah? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it's not a beautiful theater at all. I used um, recyclable items, um, recyclable, like plastics, tin, cardboard, newspapers, junk, basically. Um, I wear clothes that are like my oldest clothes, those clothes that you don't want anyone to, know, to see again. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's it, it's also the world that I, wo- I, I grew up in. My grandmother was a hoarder um, and she hoarded all types of things. So the as a child, you know when you're a baby, when you're a child, everything just looks ginormous and big and tall. So I had like these mountains of plastics and mountains of tin stuff and plastic bottles. And in South Africa, I mean, there's a lot of poverty, and I I grew up in somewhat in that world as well. And collecting these things, it's your hope in that I'll I'll sell. A, you know, if I can get a hundred kilograms, I can get a, a little bit of money. Um, you know, and so if, everyone stores, but I think my grandmother went overboard. She just hoarded it, and it was never the right time to sell it. It's like when are we going to sell it? You know, so. Yeah, I take that world onto the stage, and yeah, there's just junk and plastics, and um, it, it's, it's it also speaks to how there's a lot of junk in your head, a lot of contents, a lot of psychological contents that you need to, like, rummage through and pull out and and see what form they take, and that's that's my process.
2: Mm-hmm. It's not beautiful
1: theatre. Our theatre is very, well, the theatre the theater that I created is very interactive, and uh, almost conversational in that I I do speak directly to the the audience.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it sounds like close to workshop setting. Yeah, you're talking, and they can react. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they can even come on stage.
0: Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah. So can
0: even come on stage and interact with me as yeah <laughs> I'm, I, I'm really curious how you you will develop that work yeah because it's it has like values in in in, in a lot of directions yeah mm-hmm. like uh, traveling and also um, inviting people from the audience on on stage so they go through a, a a big process when they are on stage there, yeah.
1: Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, um, yeah. How how that would develop would also. I mean, a stage setting is different from an, a physical on site set. Um, and I was I was talking I was in discussion with my supervisor about that. Like, why it doesn't why should it not take out- place outside under an actual tree? Uh, and the audience can be anyway, and you can just interact with them in anyhow, and then and they can interact with the piece anyhow. So yeah, I, I think I'd love to see it how how it would work outside of the theater space, because mm-hmm. um, even with the one of the props, the main 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 focal point of the piece uh, was placed in the audience, uh, the box that that has my Inner child and my inner child is covered with all this junk, plastics and, and old rice and tea bags and they just empty and then I pull them out and I make them you know, uh, just it's almost ritualistic but yeah. Uh, so I place it in the audience and uh, yeah, I'd love to see how that works if if people would notice that because even in the in the in the performance that I did, people didn't notice
0: that I kept
1: pointing to it, <laughs> except one person is like, oh, I, I saw your nest, you know, I saw your nest, it's here. Yeah. I, I, so I, I really love um, audience engagement and yeah, yeah. I see how that outside of, the state, outside of the theater.
0: If if mm-hmm. It sounds like that also the audience dares to interact. Yeah. Um, mm. Which brings us back to the beginning of the podcast <laughs> the outside yes um yeah. <laughs> life it's a bit quieter now yeah it's quite, a little I bit think. quieter now but yeah. <laughs> maybe it's also a cultural thing that people do interact immediately yeah and mm. do react immediately yeah mm.
1: Mm. and and where i i come from a very we are very social people you know, um, that's why the theater is also interactive for for me. It's not a even in Zulu dancing, everyone joins the dance. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone has a turn or everyone joins the line. Uh, no matter how you want to dance, you know? it's, it's it's almost. Um, I was also thinking like how corporate and capitalism is just weird for. Africans, if I can say that, because even at lunchtime when we eat, we eat together, and we not only eat together of each of different plates. It's like we buy one type of food and we eat from that same place. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, it changes the different I, I don't, don't want to paint it paint fresh, but it, it is a thing that we are very communal and everything. Uh, we believe in yeah, that's the word witnessing each other, and that is why the. Uh, the theater had to be uh, very interactive because I wanted the, the the not i didn't want a passive audience uh, just like the just like how the child that was wounded had passive adults to what was happening to them. and then the adults as well the systems you know I'm an adult now and i I, I went to a police I went to hospital but it's also there's a passivity to it that's the word um so there's there's healing in that witness and and in being communal and you know sure mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. that moment
0: yeah. so yeah um that's really a, a big word that there's healing in the community and that there's mm. healing when we witness each other in 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 an empathetic way yeah mm. so and to have this also in the arts or in theater is 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 really great because when i think like in Europe, you would be like, am I allowed to uh, go on stage? Would be the first question. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's a good, I, um, it's a, it's a, a good one. Um, I'm going to go back to like being Zulu as well. When a, when a dance starts and the person starts it off, they, they run into, The people watching, they they run and then they run in a circle. So that's what I did. I I broke it immediately from the onset. I I break that boundary that it is you over there and me over here. Um, You know somehow we are connected. So I I I break it by force. Even I don't know if that's good, but it's not very gentle because I'm I'm just running widely across the stage and into the audience. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think there would there would be. a prompting to the audience and that actually you can, you can join, or maybe it's like okay, this involves us. Even if they don't want to join, they can. They like, oh, okay, this involves us.
0: You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah I, I'm not sure about theaters in Austria or
0: Germany. Yeah, people. Or, people could or... maybe also feel offended here, like if you. <laughs> if you run into them it's like what does she want <laughs> I can't, so it's, I can't. yeah it's not yeah but that's yeah. that's why it would be great um that you would show your piece here as well yeah um yeah. And, and to Love get it. to get this going in a different audience with a different culture here yeah yeah, yeah. It would
1: be interesting now that you speak of the of the cultural differences. Yeah, it would be it would be so interesting. Like, yeah, to
0: show it there. Mm-hmm.
1: And and you have uh, your theatres are quite old, aren't they?
0: Well, uh, there are different scenes. There are these very old theaters, but also there is um, like um, a very um, experimental scene as well, which does the outside performance and also very intellectual performances and and whatever. Yeah. So there are different scenes, but as you describe this, um, we don't have this here, as far as Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But it would be great to have it. Yeah. Mm yeah maybe let's um, take this as the finishing word yeah Um, to bring you into the world maybe Um, um, thank you for being on somatic radio yeah Um, and hopefully we see each other either online or in real one day yeah Mm
1: -hmm. i hope so too yeah
0: Yeah, so thank you, Nobantu. Welcome to Somatic Radio. Podcasts on what makes the body alive, talks on somatic methods and somatic practices. Podcasts on somatic principles and possibilities. Talks on movement, touch and breathing. Healing, development and history of somatics. Information on workshops, trainings and festivals in the somatic world. Listen to your body, listen to Somatic Radio. My name is Dieter Rehberg. I'm a registered Somatic Movement Therapist and I am your host at Somatic Radio. If you want to try somatics and sense and feel your own body, go to somatic-training.com somatic-training.com Listen to your body, listen to Somatic Radio.